You're listening to Rooster Teeth Podcast number 544. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Hello, Hi, in the everyone. Chat. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. This week brought to you by Squarespace, ExpressVPN, and DoorDash. As always, I'm Gus. Oh, I'm Mark. I'm Barbara. I'm Bernie. There's supposed to be logos up there. I'm Gus. God, it, every, it, every time. <laughs> they had a minute in post, dude. Nah, man. Nah, that's... We're that's, not We're not going to do those anymore. That's Bush League. You're not going to do logos no, I'm anymore? Take, no, I'm going to take them away. I'm not paying you guys anymore. then from when I'm doing advertisement. If you're not going to put logos up. We have a special guest with us this week. Yeah! <laughs> yeah we <do>. Welcome, Barbara. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'm so glad to be here, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry, let's talk about Mark. Marcus Edward Plyer. Marky Plyer. Marcus. How do you know my middle name? <laughs> so, I don't know if you've been asked this a thousand times. But I, I, I've tried to look it up, and I can't find an answer. It doesn't seem like a common question. We get it all the time because of Rooster Teeth. Where did Markiplier come from? Is that, a, is that like a oh, secret? That's like the most basic bitch of question anybody's ever asked me. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's your name, man. It's like the answer is equally as stupid as the question. Like, it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. It's like um, when I was first uh, starting out YouTube. My brother actually came up with it. It was supposed to be like, I was going to play every character... In all the videos that I make, so right. I was going to multiply myself. Uh -huh. My name is Mark. Markiplier, your multiplier. And there it is. There, there's graphics. See. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's. You know, with your YouTube handle there too. I don't know why I need the promo. <laughs> Did, were you were you on the internet in the era of like everyone had a handle, like everyone had a separate name than their actual name? Like I mean, a, yeah. Like internet pseudonym or like a. When did that BBS end? name? Well, I think when Facebook came out. Yeah? Yeah. When, like, then everyone just started voluntarily uploading every private detail of their life to the internet. It didn't matter. You didn't have to have a fake name anymore. I always thought we were kind of like the old men of the internet. But then we, with the whole... Well, no, but the whole... When the whole Smosh thing went down, uh, their site started in, like, 99. They started their website. And we were doing stuff, but it wasn't Rooster yeah. Teeth. We were doing stuff, stuff back then, but... 99? So they were, what, like, three years old? Yeah, pretty much, I think, at the time. Let me look it up. I'll get my, <laughs> my stats right. But I want to say it was, like, really close. It was well before YouTube. Yeah. You know, and I associate Smosh with YouTube because they've been, you know, such a big brand. On, they were number one for a really long but time. But that's... That can't be right. Yeah, they would have been, like, what... Maybe ten years old at the time yeah. when they started a website. I, I want to say they're like they're in their late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, they're it's around an, the same age that I am. That's yeah. fucking annoying, by the way. Why? Why? Because you are the age. If if Wikipedia has your age correct, you are the age that I was when I was about to start Rooster Teeth. Oh, seriously, and Ian's the same way. Like, Can I ask how old you are? I'm 29. <gasps> Me too. Really? Yeah. When when when, when are you turning the corner here? June 28th. Oh, <gasps> you're almost July. Well, good 2nd. luck. No way. Yeah. You all should have a combined birthday party. We should. No. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really celebrate birthdays anyway, so it's just going to be like, hey, I'll, I'm 30 now, so that's e Even that the big trio. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's like, okay, if I wanted to be all, sorry to cut no, you no. off, but my no. life is more important. <laughs> if I wanted to be all noble about it, I'd be like, my 20s were defined by me on YouTube, so I, I was, I've been thinking a lot about like, oh, I'm going to be in my 30s. What are my 30s going to be defined by? Like, Vimeo? Wh what am I going to do? Probably. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Facebook video, I think, is doing pretty well. Snapchat. Snapchat it's right is there. dead. Yeah, Thank so you. dead. Actually, yeah. it came back with those face filters, but... It did. I, I I took a picture of it. I didn't post it, but I look exactly like my mom. Like exactly yeah. like my mom. It's scary. Uh, but going into my thirties, I'm all like, uh, what am I going to be about? What am I? What's the meaning of my life? Like, what is it? And and then it all comes back to like, uh, who cares? I'm still going to procrastinate and then make the occasional good thing. So, 
I'll probably be the same on me. So you're going to yeah. procrastinate on figuring out what uh, the 30s are about. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. The staying I, on brand. I've heard from so many people, though, that are older than us, uh, that <laughs> your 30s... We're, we're right here. Reasonable we're, age. Like, we're, right, we're right next to you. <laughs> some people, here. Uh, people who are older, who have been through their 30s and 40s, say 30s are like the best years of your life. Oh, yeah? Like 20s, eh. But 30s, you know who you are. You know what you're about. You're kind of like you don't give a fuck as much. Mm -hmm. You're a little more established too. Yeah. Like yeah, just depending on where you are in life. Yeah, I, I think so. Early twenties, I didn't know who the hell I was. My high school years, I had no discernible personality. Like I had, no, I don't even really remember my high school years, just because it was such a blur of non-choice. Like I yeah. just drifted through life, doing whatever came my way, and that was it. So like, it, ever since my mid twenties, like that's when I started making decisions about my life. That's when I started making choices about my life and that's when I, I discovered who I am and I'm still like learning so if in my 30s I can still learn who I am that's a wonderful opportunity yeah you know and then you, you're a band kid right yeah yeah trumpet. marching band mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and were you like a smart kid honor student in high school as well it's smart enough you know I got by I was lumped in with the smart kids so I kind of just cheated off of them and no, they, I, they drifted yeah. me towards uh yeah I feel I, I identify with that so much because I was like in the Smart kid theater crowd thing, you know, and identified as being a smart kid. That was like my identity and what I was proud of. And so I remember I went to university just because all my other friends were going to university. University. And I, yeah, I went to, I majored in pre med because I figured that was what a smart kid should do. Me too. Oh, yeah. No, no passion for medicine in any way whatsoever. Yeah. And I switched to computer science as fast as I could. Yeah, yeah, I grew up as a junior, the quote unquote smart kid in a small town. Mm -hmm. And then I went to college. I went to like, to a good university, it's like, oh no, I'm dumb as fuck. Mm -hmm. There are there are seriously smart people in the world, and I am not one of them. That's yeah. like when you played Halo with all the kids in your neighborhood, and the Xbox Live came around. And you're like, oh, I know, I'm I'm trash at this. <laughs> yeah, I suck. It was very strange for me because I went to a private elementary school, and then when I went to a public high school, I there was a very big difference in the education I feel that was received from private school to public school, mm -hmm. because everyone who I went to school with knew all the answers to every question, aced every test. And then I feel like I got progressively more and more dumb throughout yeah. my high school years because <laughs> I just spent my time around public school I kids. feel like we lived the same life because I went to a private school for elementary. Was it a private Jewish school? No, it was it was Calvary Christian Academy. So okay. it was a private Christian school. And and going from that like to public school, like for the first few years, I was suddenly the smartest kid there because yeah. they taught me more and they expected like more out of me and like my parents expected more because they were paying out through the nose for me to go there. less kids there. Yeah, exactly. So you get, it's more focused. Yeah. 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 But, but that was the thing. Like I got progressively stupider because like the educational system was no longer pushing me mm -hmm. to excel and like I had this expectation that everyone's like oh you're smart So you're gonna do great for the rest of your life and like then as my parents got divorced I was like steadily going down and everyone's like all right. We'll pull you out of the honors class <laughs> <laughs> this is a mistake, yeah. Clerical error like you don't need to be there. Let's yeah, make so. life a little easier. And it was great. I liked it. It was yeah. much easier. Yeah, good for me So you go to college pre-med. What mm -hmm. was the path to start making videos? Uh, pain and fire and blood and horrors of the likes of which you'd never understand <laughs> and I never did either. No, it was like I had a tumor. Um, so like I had a tumor, uh, I lost my job, I had a bad relationship, yada, 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 same old story. Wow. Gosh. And, um, so after that I was like, oh, I need to get some control over my life. I need to actually feel like I have some substance, you know, like a bitch I was talking. And, and so I, I just, I, I went out it and I was like going out there and I was just like, hey, what can I do? Like, what can I do? Because I, I asked myself that. I'm like, I don't know what I can do. 
I've never tried to do anything in my life. I, I've never tried at school. I've, ne I've never tried to make art. I've never tried to make anything. You're just you going know? through the motions. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I started doing all these things that I wanted to make. Like I started trying to do art, writing, like uh, making a comic book like my brother does, you know, mm -hmm. try, trying to game programming, like learning about that. I wanted to make sketches and I'm like, I don't know how to hold a camera. But, you know, I bought a camera and then I started looking at Let's Plays because my brother used to watch them and I was like, okay. This is something I can do. I can talk like people have always said that I had a good voice and I can play games. So I'm like, uh, sure, yeah, if this is my skill. Yeah, it was like one of those moments where it was just in my brain, all the wheels started turning and, and everything lined up. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, okay, let's give this a shot and yada, yada, yada. Here I am. Straight to YouTube, though, essentially. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. started your channel. What? You know, it's funny. I think I might have met you. A couple of years before you really, really, really took off. Oh yeah. I think didn't wasn't he at RTX one year? Did you come to RTX? I did not. Uh, unfortunately, I was only uh. down here for say Pack South one year, and then I went to South by Southwest. Maybe we met. The, that's why I was like, maybe we had met. Maybe somewhere, but I, I feel like I met you yeah. when yeah, you were like way. just starting out, yeah. and then it was I. I swear, like two months later, Five Nights at Freddy's. All came everyone out, was, was talking like, about, and I was like, I think I met Mark. <laughs> well, if anybody wants to come down, they can meet us this summer. Oh, they can <laughs> at RTX, <laughs> July fifth to seventh. We'll, we'll be there. I won't. Yeah, Mark's not going to be there, yeah, but I'll be there. And that's all you really want to see. We still have tickets available. No, RTX What? I'll see. I'll say hello. I'll be near you. You'll be near there, and I'll, Bernie will be somewhere hovering I'll wave in the distance. From behind oh, us. right. We have a special code. If you, we're not going to promote this anywhere else. Just if you watch or listen to the podcast, if you use code RTPod15, you get fifteen percent off a weekend batch. That's a great deal. It's a good deal. If you're planning on coming, now's the time to act on it. <laughs> That's crazy. You have time to make <laughs> a plan. Do we get a logo? We got a logo. What? Kind well, of. Our sponsors, you pay us. They, they don't get a logo here. We, 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 get... we have a fucking rooster right here. Look at it. Yeah, but that seems like first party. We're like we're abusing some kind of privilege that we have. We're logo... promoting our own event. We're promoting our own event. Yeah. Look me in the eye, camera. <laughs> Where are you? It's, it's, camera it's, six. It's <laughs> Where are you, camera? <laughs> look me in the eye. Right come to RTX. <laughs> 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 fucking come. <laughs> and then I'll fucking come. No, no I knew no, it was coming. No, I knew it was coming. No. No Too far. <laughs> Buy your badges, bitch. <laughs> uh, well, can I say, Mark, have you always been in good shape? Because I consider you to be one of the most physically fit YouTubers, if I may say so. Uh, like when you had your tumor, were you in as good a shape then, aside yeah, from the tumor? Yeah. This is yeah. see. This is what bugs me. I hate when people who are in really good shape get some kind of medical crisis. Like, what? If you're gonna go, on, all, go on. If you're gonna put in all that work. You should be immune to that stuff. I have the same feeling because I was like, I exercise. Am I going to get fucked? Yeah. Regardless of this exercise? Right. Like yeah. some some dude, uh, some animator, I should know his name, but he's like a guy he's surfing in his 40s, 40s, mid 40s. He has a heart attack while surfing. It's like if the dude's out in his 40s and surfing, he's probably a healthy dude. And it's hmm. like, then he gets well, taken out by a heart There's attack. like some congenital issue or something else going on. That's what I'm saying. You should get to, you get a pass on all that. Like if you're working out and you're eating healthy. But you don't know sometimes. The same, you, That's you, what my you, point. You could say the same thing about a car accident. It's all you're, random. you're healthy and you're driving down the road and you get into a car wreck and die. Your body no, is no you up. But if I'm a trained race car driver, which is a better analogy, I shouldn't get in a car accident because you'd be able to avoid that stuff. Yeah, it's unavoidable. Car, professional car racers die all the time in car accidents. Yeah, I mean races. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I was just pointing for dramatic effect here and there. It's like, if, okay, you're a professional car racer, it doesn't stop other idiots on the road. Excuse me. That's true. I'm so Very true. sorry. 
How dare you touch our I, set? We have to replace that. It was one day away from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it, okay, I, I was in decent shape, you know. But, like, some things just blindside you. You, you don't get to choose what life throws at you. And, and it's like, that That kind of, like, made me realize, you know, like, okay, uh, right, my choice is being removed from me. Like, I got to do something. You know, I got to make make the most out of it. Like, I'm a big proponent that it's, it's not what brings you down. It's, like, how you respond to what brings you down. Yeah. That makes you who you are. And yeah. so... Like, uh, I- I- even if I am amazing and I don't deserve it, absolutely, I'm perfect, and why should that happen to me? But at the same time, like, it happened, and I can't change it from happening, so I just gotta move forward. Like, if if I were to discover that I had a horrible, debilitating illness tomorrow, like, I would probably be sad at first, but then I'd just be like, alright, you know. Just gotta deal with it. I gotta deal with it, you know. I, I if, if it's gonna end me, that's, that's, I've done the best I could, and that's all I could hope for. And uh, that's kind of just how I live my life. I'm just like, I, I have to work now because I do not know how much time I have. Yeah. I wonder, too, do scientists know at this point that basically everyone's health is mostly determined by a roll of genetic dice when they're born? And they just don't want to say that. Like, like, like tell you, you know, work out and well, eat right and stuff. It, but honestly, you're pretty much coded it, it's funny, there's Like when you do those genetic testing, like, you know, I've done 23andMe in the past. There's mm-hmm. some things where it's like you can see the results of this health marker. But in, before we're going to show it to you, you have to read this paragraph that explains, yeah, this, you know, you can read this and think I'm predestined. If it says it's positive, I'm predestined to get this disease, but it's not always 100% accurate. We're still not right. quite at that point. So like, they have to go through like it's an education disclaimer. phase to tell you how to interpret the results you're getting because it's still not 100% Too there. long didn't read. You're genetically fucked, but do your best, mm-hmm. right, yeah. is you, essentially what it's You says. can still try. Yeah. Keep, keep your chin up, buddy. Yeah, there was one that I was predisposed to, which was like some eye disease that could cause blindness. Mm-hmm. And again, it was just like, well, it's not a hundred percent, but you have the genetic trait in there that might cause this. And yeah, like, just Fuck keep no, just keep an eye on it. If I can, right? Wow, too soon, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she disclosed her she, genetic she, deficiency. She's not thirty yet. No, Ash and I are going through that because we're having kids. I'm forty six, right? Yeah, I'm forty six. She's in her mid-30s, and so it's like every genetic test in the book we're, we're doing, you know? Yeah. And so we find out, like, everything essentially that we're carriers for. But as long as one of us is a carrier and one of us is not, then it's all good. You're so, good to go. So far, so good. It's so funny. Every time I talk to Ashley about a little baby, little baby boy in there. He was kicking today. She's always like, I'm like, as long as he's healthy and doesn't have Bernie's head. <laughs> well, she's got to deliver. Because she's got to deliver it. Yeah. What's and wrong with your head? I have a it's, monster. It's enormous. Head. I bet mine's bigger. Is oh. it? I have to order hats from a special place. I, I have to get the extra, extra, extra Bur- large Bur- wherever I go. Do you really? Yeah. Bernie and I had this them. argument for years before we finally <laughs> measured, and his was actually bigger than mine. <laughs> what, what's the circumference? How many inches? I, I want to say that I have Third? to wear like a size eight and two thirds or something like that. Do we have measuring yeah. tape? Can, can yeah, we make it happen? It's massive. Someone yeah. a measuring, a measuring tape. tape. Or do we have a hat something. that we could put on a certain notch? If you can't find it, Blaine keeps a measuring tape in his desk. And he. Gross! That's it, your yeah, hat. That's your hat. Gross. If what, uh, is that measuring tape? If I put like a normal adjusting cap on, all right, I have to go out? all the way no, to the no, last peg, it. and then that last Actually, peg is like no, this. It's like it's it, holding so on for dear life. I got you right, here. Just what do we got? Here. What are we working with? If he has a bigger head than me, I've got to leave the podcast. Isn't this the way this works? <laughs> you are at exactly 24. 24. That's 20... the size of a, uh, some women's waists. That's the size of my dick. 24 nice. wider nice. length. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 24 what? All right. 24 let's inches. Let's see here. 
24 inches. I gotta go for the inside, huh? No one helps This you. is so much people that ask Bar Alexa. Barbara, since you, oh. you, you, you helped Mark, make sure you help him, that way he doesn't nope. cheat. There we Regulation. go, see? <laughs> yeah. Alexa should know my head you're size. On the, I should, I you're on the centimeter side. Yeah. See, there's two sides, Bernie. There we go. And then... What am I there? One. There. Very precise. I see don't I let go. <laughs> I mean, Bernie's self-conscious. He knows he's gonna we lose. Need, listen, I want to know somebody who's got a bigger head than me. Do you me. want to have I, a bigger head? Yes. I want the no, bigger I head. Want. Yeah. God damn it. How is this? Barbara, Dude, there's can two you sides. Do it yes. twists because my head is enormous. You wrap a fucking cord around the earth, it's gonna twist at some point. Because you're covering it with your thumb. Oh, wait. Okay. See, your, your it's a number. Oh my god. Here. There. 24 and a quarter. No! Oh. 24, 24 and a quarter. quarter. That quarter inch. That's what drives. I'm not proud of this. My brother used to call me ET when I was a kid, and it like stuck with me. I can see it. My whole life. I was also super, super, which is weird now to say, I was super skinny as a kid, so I looked like a lollipop. Like just this enormous <laughs> head and this scrawny little body. And I was short too. I like didn't grow until I was a junior in high school. Now I want to see what my head is. Yeah, go for it. Because uh. I have a big head too. Here, while we wait for that measurement, I'm going to read this thing right here. Barbara, are you okay? But it's a curse. Uh, it's a curse, right? Well, no. Let me read. It's I want to remind you, this episode thing. of the Receive Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. We've been talking about Squarespace for years. Uh, just one reason, they're great. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Uh, we've talked repeatedly about the importance of running your own website, uh, having control over it, and Squarespace makes that so simple to take care of. You could do that. Uh, every Squarespace template designs uh, supports all major content types, including pages, galleries, blogs, commerce, calendars, and more. With Squarespace, you can get the right message to the right people, collect email addresses through your website, and send subscribers the information they care about most with unique mailing lists. You can go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash teeth. Save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash teeth for 10% off your first purchase. And you know, we've been asking you to share your Squarespace creator websites. We've gone through and picked some of our favorites. Uh, as a reminder, with Squarespace, you too can make sites like this. So be sure to tweet us with the hashtag RT Squarespace, and maybe you'll be featured on the podcast as well. Uh, so here's a few that we picked. First up, we have at the real Rodri. Ooh. Nice. What is that like a production website? Video videography, videography, photography, photography, and social stirrings. Next, think, we have. Don't think I read that right. And Matt Game Dev. Wow. Nice. And then clean. finally, we have at Tom Sermansky. Very nice. What a wow. graphics artist. So this looks like he's got a fancy way to have his Twitter account up. <laughs> so nice move. Thanks for showing us your websites, guys, and uh, thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of Receive Podcast. Well, how big was your head, Barbara? It was, uh, according to Mark, 22 and 7 eighths. That's still significant. You still have it? So almost That's, 23. Yeah. That seems really close. Yeah, it does. I told you, I have a big head. It's not yeah. wide. It's long. That's what mine is. Which a, a lot of people look at me straight on and they go, your head's not that big. And I'm like, just this way? My yeah, brother used this. to call me hot dog head growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Still does. Like, don't like look at me. Loving Kids, way or oh, no. look at who's having trouble with the tape now. I don't think there's. I'm not thing. struggling here forever like you were, right? Uh, there. I think yours is bigger. No, no, no. I'm right under 24, like just under, like right 23 under and seven eighths or something. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, listen. You got me beat, Mark. It's not a competition. Yeah. Well, second place is just first loser, so I feel bad. Yeah. Your consolation is you're a giant the winner hat, of though. the losers. That's a good thing. Mm. Get a free giant hat. 
I could get that donut thing put in my forehead, you know, the injection oh, yeah. with like the silicone and that would probably boost me up a little bit. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, people, I don't know if it's still a thing, but people just put this ring like in their forehead and they're and like, they, couldn't they inflate it? Like if they wanted to like stretch the skin a little more, like they would oh, slowly inflate it I'm over time? I'm sure they did. Yeah, I have I'm a sure. question though. Why? What? Because then they have a donut in their head. Well, <laughs> what's the question? <laughs> in case you're ever stranded on a desert <laughs> island, you're hungry? Right. A donut. Well, Mark, I'd ask, did, did you originate the goofy hair color for male Let's Players thing? Because, or were you in the early on in that? I, I doubt I originated it, but I was early on. There was a wave that happened after me and yep. Jack did it. Like, there was a, there was a surge, um, but I will not lay claim to that. But if I am, then I'm a trendsetter. Royalty. Cool. <laughs> Think of all those sweet Let's Play royalties. Where's <laughs> yeah, somebody here who did it? Jeremy did it. Right? Yeah, oh, he, yeah, he did a whole bunch of crazy colors. At one point, my favorite was when he did green, and so they would green screen his hair. They would oh, key yeah. it, and live on podcast, they would just change the color of his hair. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. Well, if it helps, I'm surprised I, more streamers I, don't do that. I blame you for that, Mark. It's your fault. What did I, oh, it's me, either you oh, or Jack? Okay, you, I blame one of the two of you. You're welcome. We, you're welcome. <laughs> popularized it <laughs> the very least. Well, speaking of keying things, it reminds me one of the I think one of the best jokes we ever did on the podcast was back when we were still down south at our old studio. We had uh, our podcast set, and then off to the side we had a green screen. And it's back when Joe the Cat was staying uh, at the office. Oh, right. And Joe the Cat was asleep on the green screen on uh, on some boxes, on some green apple boxes. It's an actual cat. Yeah, it's, it's not, an actual it's not like cat. Turn named Joe so the then cat. Uh, we cool had a camera him. on him, and we keyed it out, and we made it look like he was on the table. So, you know, he wasn't actually on the table. He just keyed in. So mm -hmm. the audience thought he was there the whole time. Then at one point, they cut to a single. Then when they cut back to the wide, they increased his size like 500%. So he was <laughs> huge and on the table. Massive cat. I think the, uh. the audience got extremely confused about what happened to the cat while they weren't looking. There's there's so many tricks and stuff like that that people are sleeping on about live streams. You know, this like, have you seen, uh, I forget what his name is, um, something dragon on Twitch. He He does like live dancing on Twitch, but he's got these crazy assemblies of montages of different effects that he has for his his uh, dancing, and he, he's got like buttons all up his arms, like a bunch of uh, a bunch of like like the trigger effects. Yes, yeah, like little keyboards, and, so and he's he does like playing all of on his arms. Yeah, so so he pushes a button, and then there's like fifteen of them on screen. Then he pushes another button, fire just like explodes, and he does it times it live to the music. Like there's so many things that you can do on live stream, and people are just lazy, like me. I'm lazy, and I, I don't care about quality. But some people who actually Posts. We yeah. are very similar, you and me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we can't even put up logos from our paying sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> and those were such great deals, too. I was telling you. <laughs> but how would you know? Because you can't even see them. You just gotta hear Gus Yakko. They're in the final <laughs> version. They're in there in the final version, right, Eric? No, man. No? I, no, I'm, I'm done with them. You're done with them all yeah. together? Oh. Yeah. Never mind, they're all gone. Uh, at least I'm gonna do a rare thing here. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have an old man moment. That's really rare. rare. It is. It only happens. I can't get into live streaming. I can't, I've, I've been trying, like, as a viewer. Oh, oh, okay, not as a streamer. As a viewer. I'm not trying to, like, break in, yeah, to, to live streaming. Just gotta dye his hair. I think that ship mm. sailed for me years ago. But it was like, to me, when the internet started, uh, and video became a thing, the most attractive thing about it was that it was on demand. Like, I didn't have to show up at a certain time. I didn't have to DVR or something. So I've been surprised by a few things, of trends online, like esports and that kind of stuff. Never surprised me, saw it coming, you know. It, you know, everything going digital, saw that. But live streaming is definitely something that I have to say surprised me because I didn't think people would want to move back to appointment viewing. Yeah, it, it seemed uh, counterintuitive. I think we, even you and I went back and forth when we started live streaming this podcast for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, that was, I think that was right at the beginning when live streams were taking off. It was, you know, 
you didn't think that uh, necessarily appointment viewing was a thing. And honestly, I didn't really think so either. It was, it was just an experiment to kind of see if people would tune in or people were interested in that kind of thing. But it's like, it's a live event. It's like going to a concert. Yeah. I think what people crave in a lot of content, not everybody, but what they crave is authenticity. Mm -hmm. And you know, w the one thing that really drove a lot of people to watching Let's Plays on YouTube is because, or, or following people on YouTube is just because they feel real, more real mm -hmm. than like traditional celebrities or something like that. So so when it comes down to live streams, it's like that next step of connection. The ultimate reality. Yeah, people watch it because they feel invested in the people like as a person. They, they wanna see who they really are and it's so hard to hide yourself on a live stream because no one can keep up a facade for eight hours a day every day like that's who they really are and and with that immediate emotional connection there's like instantaneous like satisfaction of of being noticed at that moment whereas videos yes they're great for polished products and and absolutely you're gonna get so much more production quality out of a normal video than you ever would on a live stream mm -hmm. with very few exceptions but with the guy with the buttons yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah but it's like that one moment for that one fan to be noticed like reading like Jacori on 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 stream like me being able to say Jacori reading unlike live TV though It's the community interactive aspect of live streams like me being able to see that and connect that instantaneously is so special like not just for them, but for me as well. Mm -hmm. Like being able to know that there are real people right there. Whereas YouTube comment mm -hmm. section is horrible. No, oh, yeah. no one uses it really, and mm -hmm. I, I don't even look at it that much. Mostly anymore. just used to complain. Yeah, well, exactly. it's also I think people make those kind of statements so they'll be noticed. Yeah, it's, it's part of that. Mm -hmm. And Jacory, I just want to say I think your point was terrible. You should. You should <laughs> post that. It's shame. That was, I, I can't really. believe that was the example that I pulled. Of all the terrible. things to pull up, <laughs> I think we also have a, a slightly different experience since we do this. I'm just kidding, Jacory. I didn't read it. <laughs> since, we do, since we do this podcast, like that's that's our way to connect with people. They have insight into our life uh, via that. Yeah, that Samuel Labra said, "Is it bad if I watch live streams because I'm excited to things go wrong?" And that's true. Yeah. The unexpected, anything yeah. can yeah. happen. Yeah. With a video, you can skip ahead to the end. But if it's live, it's like, oh, don't say anything bad. No, no, no. <laughs> don't say no bad words. Like, like just like don't pull your pants down. Like, don't do these things. Like, they could happen because it's just life, and yeah. like you never know. I, like that video, that stream of the guy who lit his house on fire. Like he right. was playing with matches and he just chucks it. Was like. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Call nine one one. And then he tries yeah. to put it out by putting cardboard boxes on it. Yeah, oh, right. like, yeah, that's such guy. a bad strategy. Oh, and then he was God. fanning it in embers. <laughs> oh, like God. just every bad decision possible. But it's like those moments, and, and sometimes like it doesn't work out, and it's like it's bad. But you know, some the unexpected, like the the comedy out of it, the enjoyment that can be had out of it, like that's that's part of the charm. I would also imagine there's a lot of very special feelings involved with it because these people are choosing to watch you and only you mm. and be entertained by you in this moment and spend their time doing that. Ooh, yeah, that, this, oh, is, this this the, is the guy. This is the dance guy? Yeah, so that's all live. Wow. Yeah, so uh, basically he's just got a green screen. You can see like that's what, what, it, that's what they do live, yeah. But so you really gotta keep up the energy, right? You're performing on a green screen and it look, the, the end product looks super cool, but you gotta maintain that energy and that performance aspect, which yeah. like, it's. It's just you. Can you go yeah, back? Can yeah, you go back exactly. to the green screen just so we can see the green screen too? Because like they painted over an outlet and everything, and I think literally like everybody oh, who's yeah. ever been in production has made that setup. You can tell like they painted it themselves. Yeah, they went to Home Depot and got green. Oh yeah, it doesn't look like the place, but it works. Cool. You know? I had a, in my apartment in college. I had a wall like that. I, I love watching that one because the the sound that plays it. when it says quality content is like content is coming. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's content. It's like a whole production. Yeah, it's yeah. also interesting to me because 
obviously with Twitch, it's gaming and a lot of gaming content. But typically when you're playing a video game, you're just playing quietly, silently. Mm -hmm. But for streaming, you have to learn how to like constantly be talking and interacting with the chat and paying attention to the game and not trying to like miss anything or yeah. any key details. It seems exhausting. It, it's tough. Like yeah. it's it's really tough. Thankfully I'm an idiot and I can just start talking and never stop. But you know, a lot of people they burn out real quickly like doing things like that just because it, it is grind. And I'm not saying I could do it forever. Like I, I've built up a high tolerance of being able to scream for a long period of time over the seven years I've been screaming. So, you know, <laughs> I am good at that. But, you know, it's it's tough. It's a skill. It's it's like exercise. It, it's it's a workout. It's it's rough. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why a lot of people that, that jump into it, they're like, why am I not getting success? It's like, have you built up the proper skills for it? Are you entertaining? Are you actually funny? Like, have you questioned this about yourself? And I'm not saying I'm funny. I'm not funny at all or entertaining, but, but I've built up a facade. Yeah, have you put the time funny. in and Very the good. practice? Exactly. And like, it's like, just like any other skill. You've got to get yeah. the work done. One of the downsides to Let's Play being a popular <laughs> format that people watch is the people who do it make it look so much easier than what it is. Mm -hmm. And all the time, like at our conventions, like RTX, or when we go to other conventions, it's people that say like, I'd like to come work at the company. It's like, well, what do you, you know, what's your passion? What do you want to do? It's like, I think I'd make a great achievement hunter. And it's like, I know it's like, it seems like start up a game because they really like games and they're good at games. And I'm like, well, it's not about being good at games. Or they have fun with their friends and their banter within their friend group. But it's always different when you're with a new group of people. Put a mic down, start a game and just go. Hit record and start go, and you'll see instantaneously how difficult it is. And you got it's a skill like anything else. You just have to develop it and learn how to like hone your craft, essentially. Mm -hmm. I would say, Absolutely. too, it's like going back to what you were saying about the start of Let's Plays. I always think that the, the Let's Plays started from the death of couch co-op, where when we got Xbox Live and we got network gaming, everyone then could play with anybody else in the world, and that was great. But when I was a kid growing up, oh, well, when I was growing up, it was arcades. But, like, you know, your generation, you'd go to your friend's house and you'd sit on the couch next to them and you'd get the really shitty two-player controller, you know? Or you'd be with your little Nintendo, uh, you know, D-pad. And you would sit there with your friends and you'd, that's how you'd make those bonds. And they, people just don't and, have that experience anymore. It's crazy that it wasn't that long ago. I mean, when we were first starting Rooster Teeth, that's kind of how we got started. I used to take my Xbox over to his house because, you know, we played Halo on LAN. You know, it was, like, all about getting together and, you know, spending hours playing a game in the same room. And uh, now it's like... I think Let's Play fills that void. Yeah, it's all Because you have this group now. of friends mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, you're playing the same games essentially and it's like, it's a little more outsourced, but it definitely fills that connection need that people have for mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You're right. I got, I got scared <laughs> this weekend. Uh, my youngest is 14 and we have a VR environment. Uh, by the way, should I get the new Index? Did you see they announced? That uh, I think it's sold out already. I don't but, know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep on that a little bit. Wait, stop. What? There's a new Valve headset for the Vive. They're replacing it now with the index. The index. It's the index. Who's our VR expert? It's the index. I, I just fucking said it. Listen, I want to give somebody a chance to flex and talk about VR. VR. All right, Gus. Tell us. Tell us all about the index. It's called the index. <laughs> Is it wireless? I don't know. Or does it have the knuckles? The Valve Knuckles. knuckles. It's got new controllers. They're like the knuckles. It looks like, like you're spheres. funneling a ball sack right now. Knuckles, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, knuckles, knuckles. You know. No, the Valve Knuckles. If anyone Googles Valve Knuckles, oh yeah, those are the knuckles. <laughs> there you go, right there. <laughs> yeah, no, the, that's, I think that's actually what they're called. I am not joking. But which that part is of it? The the controllers. So the the reason it's called it was called the knuckles, or maybe that was just a joke. It's, but it's yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, it allows you to have individual finger. Grip and oh, motion. Oh, interesting. So you can actually like grip with all your fingers. Pick up with, things with like some yeah, tactile pick up things, sure. like feel to it. 
pick up things. Pick up things. I don't know. I, <laughs> I've only played limitless. one VR game in my life. So. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna bring this setup over to our office and set it up in that main area. But to get it out and bust it, I gotta move like a couch and everything in a coffee table. Yeah. And I set it up. So we usually set up like for the weekend. Sometimes it's like, okay, this weekend we're gonna set up the VR environment. And I said to Teddy, I go, do you want to invite your friends over? Because it's kids that he plays all the time with online. They're always chatting about stuff. Like, they've gotten into this StarCraft II kick, which I love. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. They found their way to StarCraft II. But uh, he's like, nah. He goes, they, they don't want to come over. Like, that was a weird thing that they would come over. And then I heard hmm. him in that room, and he's talking. And he's like, well, he was like, watch this, watch this. And I thought, oh, his, or his brother is in there with him, and they're playing. And I walk in. He's in there by himself. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm just playing VR with my friends. I go, they have VR in their network? He goes, no, I'm screen sharing. So he was just basically broadcasting through uh, Steam, I guess. Mm -hmm. He was using the screen sharing function, and they were just all viewing what he was doing while he played, and he would talk to them. that was considered playing with them? Yeah, and he had his headset on with the microphone because it's we have the ones with the separate headphones, mm -hmm. and it has a mic on it, so he just hooked that up, and so he could talk to them while he played. Like VR. Like they were totally fine with that. Didn't want to come over. One of them lives like come over? three blocks yeah. away, dude. Why didn't they just come over? Yeah. I didn't have any friends growing up. You know how much I would have paid to have an opportunity like that? Yeah. Come you play some VR. Friends? I, I do pay for friends now. It's the only way I got friends. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm here? <laughs> I only charge 10 bucks. I just drooled. I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm a mess. You're very passionate about it. That's all. That's just, why you don't have any I'm glad you think that's weird because I thought that was weird. That they would uh, maybe that. we're just the out of touch ones. You, you might be old now too. That you're on you're on our side. They made a prediction now when autonomous driving is going to cross the hump and when it's going to be everyone's going to want or the majority of people will feel more confident in a self driving car. When who, who who made this prediction? They're now predicting it will be 2029. That's 29, really? Yeah, All the I way think down it's there. Way sooner than that. I think we're going to be sooner. almost 40. 40? Uh, I'll be dead. That's terrible. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Uh, I think it'll it'll be uh, it's really ultimately up to like regulatory approval and government right and government moves slow how you know what's it going to take for governments to approve autonomous vehicles and then how are you going to build a framework of laws that go everywhere in the country we we can't fucking agree on anything in this goddamn country no it's a bad week for that too yeah yeah so yeah. I mean how, how are you gonna how are you gonna get a country a federal system of laws that govern autonomous driving it seems like a nightmare to me yeah. It does. It seems like I'm not really entirely sure at this point what the Supreme Court and federal law does because people just like, eh. Like California's like, you know what? Marijuana is legal in our state, which I'm okay with because I did lean you, that did way. Did you read? But it's like federally they can't. Yeah. That's not legal. Denver, and like in conservative states, it's like abortion law. Eh, we're going to do our own thing. Yeah. Denver decriminalized hallucinogenic mushrooms. What? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about They're that. really like, we've, we've gone so quickly from weeds illegal. Oh, no, it's fine. Hallucinogenic mushrooms? That's cool, too. Yeah. You like, know why? Why don't you throw some meth in there, too? You know why? Why? The tipping point. They made a lot of money. Yeah, they made a fuck they ton made, of money. They, it's a huge industry. I thought we would have seen more widespread adoption of cannabis being legalized across the country once everyone saw how much money Colorado uh, and Washington State were pulling in. Flights I mean, it's, to Denver. How many <laughs> states have it legalized now? Or uh, like for recreational use, I want to say it's like 10. I want to say North Dakota just jumped in. Yeah. They were like, hey, we'll do it too. Someone's, we get people to come visit North Dakota somehow. Mark spent much time in totally Texas. Flat. Uh, no. When did you get in? Just, uh, about is, a week and a half ago. So oh. not like extended periods of time in Texas. I, I, I ran a tour through here, like mm -hmm. Dallas, Houston. Um, but, you know, I really have not spent much time here. It might sound weird, but it's actually surprising to me that Texas does not have 
legal cannabis yet. Yeah, absolutely. Because Texas is, while it seems like a very Southern conservative state, it's actually like, fuck you, we're doing our own thing state. It's like, it thinks it's still its own yeah, but country. Isn't it still very much a Republican leaning state? Yeah, but Baptist is, I think, the big roots here. But there's a lot of money to be made. Right. And really, it is typically, it's like, we're going to do our own thing. Like, even the barbecue place we go to, Salt Lake, it was in a dry county, which was a, was a Baptist thing where they couldn't sell alcohol in the county. So the Salt Lake restaurant says, okay, we can't sell it, so just bring whatever you want. So people, like, rock up to the barbecue place with, like, a fifth of Jack Daniels. And yeah. now that they have a liquor license all these years later, they have to keep that tradition alive. So people are, like, literally, like, they still It's still BYOB? Yeah. Uh, wow. They also sell there, but you can definitely bring your own. Bring a bottle of booze. I think they can sell beer and wine now. You know, that weird distinction. Also, some people in the chat are saying, like, oh, mushrooms aren't the same as meth, Barbara. It's, I know. I was just it's, making it's, it's an cult. exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, like, to me, from marijuana to mushrooms is a very big step. Because like, Do you know meth? Describe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a method actor, but I will... Give it a shot. We could do the girl gatekeeping. Name five meth dealers, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gusserola. Uh, <laughs> no, but Allegedly. Mushrooms are a thing where uh, they're even illegal in Amsterdam now. Uh, one of the times when we first started traveling, we went to Amsterdam, they were just about to make it illegal because people kept jumping off bridges into the fucking canals and mm. dying. Tourists did. So they were just like, we don't want to deal with this anymore. So if Amsterdam makes something illegal, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty much there, they're like, eh, do it. I think Amsterdam's want. changed a lot, though. You think so? Yeah. You think I, they got I, sick of all the tourism? Yeah, I think they got sick of all the obnoxious people on uh, on drugs. I think it's 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 clamped down. It's not quite the same as it used to be. It's a nice airport. Uh, <laughs> I want to read this other thing here. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of Receive Podcast is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Uh, admit it, you think cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. Hackers make their money by stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi. Could be the person sitting next to you at the coffee shop or on a couch uh, or wandering through a festival crowd you don't really know. Uh, when you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. Uh, so I decided to take action to protect myself from cyber criminals. I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Uh, they have easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection I have. We've talked. It's another thing we've talked endlessly about, about protecting your uh, information online, securing it, locking it down, trying to be as safe as possible. And you can protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com rooster. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash rooster for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash rooster to learn more. It's really scary connected to public Wi-Fi. It's, I, I hate that it. is an incredible deal. <laughs> Everyone would be a fool not to take advantage of it. You know how many people want my data? Everyone. Everyone, Everyone. Everyone wants my data. It's out there 24 hours a day. Can, can All have, people want can, my data. Can we have Mark on every podcast? I'd like Better the support I'm getting for the ad reads here. I'm just talking like you don't get these discounts everywhere. You got to jump on them when you can. Got, got these people over here that are so blase about it. Exactly. I, well, I was blase about it. I'm just excited. I didn't realize Eric's master plan. He got rid of the logos because he's too lazy, but replaced it. With one of the greatest YouTubers of all time. That was a good move, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I now I'm a, see your genius. I'm a genius, dog. I, I was wrong before. I was wrong before. Camera six, look me in the so eye. Mark will be here. Oh, no. Mark will be here every week. <laughs> Sign up for our sponsors. <laughs> Speaking of VPNs, we're gonna be talking about Game of Thrones. A little bit. 
GOT. We're going to be talking about Game of Thrones at the end of this podcast. And Mark wants to, Mark, you have some things to say as well. So, did you just stick around for that? Yeah. Did I'm you watch stick it? around? Yeah, so, I did. Last oh, yeah. half hour. The last probably. half hour, so in about 20 minutes or so, we'll, uh, we'll switch over to Game of Thrones. Specifically, talk. season eight episode. We're not going to talk any spoilers until then. So, if you haven't seen it, don't worry. I'm going to drop them left and right. But we're going to, we, we, we will be talking about spoilers at that time. But we'll give you plenty of warnings so you know before it happens. Um, did anybody else see uh, Wandering Earth on Netflix? It's that Chinese movie, huge. Was it a big deal in China that Netflix just kind of stealth dropped the other day? No. I saw they did it, but I haven't seen it. I actually thought it was a series. I didn't know it was a movie. It's interesting. Uh, I watched it over the weekend. I guess it was like a super big uh, blockbuster in China. I think it had like a $48 million budget and made like $700 million in China. Yeah, but sort of Warcraft. And, uh, and you know, it just came out. Like with literally no fanfare, Netflix just put it out. Uh, it's an interesting premise. Uh, it's, like, it's a sci-fi film. And it's, it's kind of a standard premise at the beginning. The sun's dying. Everything on the Earth is going to die. So Earth unites to build rocket engines and attach them all to the Earth so that they can move Earth to another system that can support life. So it's about... Holy... Yeah, about moving the Earth. The Watts called Wandering Earth. About moving Earth out of the solar system to another system. Moving the planet? Yeah. Oh, not like interstellar where they're just trying to find a new place to settle. How right. would it's you like, do that? Right. <laughs> a big Elon Musk lasso. They, they, they built no, 10,000 no, no. engines that attach it to Earth. No, that's not enough. Ion drive. enough. You got to overlook some of the, <laughs> some did, of that. Did stuff. you see, I, I forget really what Twitter it. account it was, uh, tweeted a video or GIF of what it would be like if the largest asteroid in our solar system were to hit Earth. I didn't yeah, see I that. that. And like the, basically a recreation of what would happen or depiction. Oh, and, and you know what's funny about that? That wouldn't move the Earth. Right. Really? That, yeah. would, that, would, that would not move us out of our it. orbit? No. Huh. That would not move it. But rockets. 10,000 rockets. 10,000 rockets. rockets. That's going to move it, it all right. There's yeah. some big ones at the <laughs> equator. Oh, 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 I should have. <laughs> the equator. I didn't even think about that. Of yeah. course. That's, right. That'll be fine. Then okay, guidance yeah. ones at the poles. Right? Just send right, half exactly. the population to another planet. Put a big pole across <laughs> and have them pull <laughs> us. You're right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I was right. Get everyone on in Australia. Have them jump and just like keep jumping, and it'll push the Earth Exa eventually oh, yeah. all the way over. Yeah, we say spaceship with a rope jumps. on it. We send that spaceship trailing the rope out to another solar system, and then just start pulling. It's gravity, yeah. right? There's no gravity in space. Those, those, oh, that's idea. Oh, yeah. yeah this, this is, is the the, thing, yeah. the video. Get a lasso it. Yeah, it's, there's the lasso. That's a really big asteroid. I'm not going to say any spoilers, but I will reference this when we talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we should watch. We should we should absorb as much of this as we can. Yes. I remember the first time I saw this. It was like this really operatic music. This one, <laughs> I can't remember, but it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Yikes! It was very much like what I just did. But. Yeah. See, that's the rocket. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So let me guess. And this is showing what it would happen to like all the. Nobody survives that. I don't think so. Well, I no. mean, you don't Somebody know. Maybe on the... No, probably not. I think it would just destroy the entire planet. I don't know how quickly, but... Yeah, do you ever wonder about that? Like, what if we're sitting here and an asteroid of that size, of that size hits the opposite end of the Earth? Like, how long until or like, would that shockwave like hits a, us? Right. Like, blah, blah, blah. do we sit here for like 30 seconds? Like, oh, I think the world's about to Depends end. Depends on where it hit, right? Right. Like, would the shockwave get through the Earth... Faster than it would get around the. Now Earth. that's a good question yeah. because it would be slower going through, but around it might be longer, like the, faster. The yeah. fireball, the shock wave, the pressure wave alone would kill everyone yeah. first. Yeah, just compact all that air. Yeah. XKCD did a analysis of the propagation of data 
at average speeds versus vibrations traveling through tectonic plates mm -hmm. and figured out what was the distance at which from the epicenter of a quake you would be able to read a tweet about it before you felt it. And it was a, to me, it was a fascinating analysis. Yeah, maybe it would be faster through the Earth because if, if, the, if the medium is denser, is, is, does it go faster? The speed of sound is limited because it's air, but I, I don't know if, if solids move faster. I, I don't know. And it's, is it less of a distance? It's, it's a sphere, oh, yeah, it's, so it's, it's less of a distance less to distance, go through but than it, around. But there's a solid metal core, so I don't think it'd go straight through. It would probably bounce. For You believe that? <laughs> you believe that about the metal core? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, what's up? Yeah, what? Huh? I, I'm just fascinated by the fact are you a metal earther? Like, if this is the earth, earther. if this is the earth, yeah. this is the earth right here, uh -huh. we've gone like this deep. And if you're listening to audio podcasts, it's not much. We've gone like that deep into the crust of the earth, into the earth itself. We've made very little progress into the earth. We have no idea. I mean, listen, we have measurements and gravitrons and things like that and speculation. Gravitrons? Do we really? Yeah, we yeah. have gravitrons. We got a lot of them. Goes Fucking right NASA. Here. Do we have nickel knuckles? <laughs> but it's like, what... What happens if we go two miles deep and there's a layer that's like solid gold or a massive or, gold deposit? Or, or what if there's a reptile layer? Hey, like lizards. Oh, we got a point. Yeah, could be a point about that. They're saying that about Mars. There's a solid reptile core. It makes so much sense. <laughs> We're all fools. So that he will emerge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they're saying that about Mars. That Mars uh, now has a layer beneath. Gravitron. <laughs> See, I remember that. I used to love the gravitron. <laughs> trust the scientist in that and yet you're trusting <laughs> yeah. them to tell you what's did, in the core did you see the dude do the flip on that that carnival ride the other day it kind of looks like a gravitron yes. yeah yes no I didn't it's like one it's a, he's like running around and, like and then he like, like jumps and does a backspin in the air human beings are amazing if they spend enough time doing anything they get awesome at it like you ever see those uh videos where it's just people doing a repetitive task like i remember there's one guy in india he's rolling out what looks like, maybe it's non, but it looks like little tortillas that he's rolling out. And he's throwing them to his friend across the restaurant, who's then dunking them into a fryer. Yeah. And it's like, dang, dang, boom, flip, dang, 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 flip. And it's just like, it's just flawless. This yeah. throw that he makes over his shoulder behind him. And it makes like a curve every time. I love stuff like it's that. Or like, like ladies memory. counting money. When you watch them do that, it's yeah. just like insane. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like humans get good at anything. You give them enough time. They get amazing. Or like any, at any assembly task. line that you've seen videos of. Any task. People just doing the same task over oh, and over. That's Look at that. Cool. Like that guy. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Like <laughs> that guy just spent enough time. I'm assuming he's a worker and not just some guy who thought, I'm gonna try this. Let me undo my Or maybe strat. he's like a gymnast or something. What gymnast trains on something like that he's on a not training? Yeah, no, they they get the ability <laughs> to backflip first. They didn't do both at the same time yeah. on a gravitron. Because right. I imagine testing it on the gravitron is probably not your best. Option. As a man who has done one backflip in his entire oh, life, congrats! Wow. That's one more than very me. Very good. I, I worked very hard at it, and then I did it, and then I gave up because I did it, and then I never did it again. But I did. That's one. the way you should live your life. I know a thing or two about gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> Let me apply my expertise. Can, can we get a lower third uh, resident uh, gymnastic expert? Yes. Has uh, done one backflip. Yes. So uh, it's 100 kilometers where tweets take over seismic waves. 100 kilometers. Mm -hmm. What is that? In 60 regular? miles. Oh, Thank you. Oh, so not very far. No. Oh. No. Okay. So yeah, uh, you can just feel the quake after that. But we have a friend, uh, Avery Morrison, who did a whole video series where he was set out to learn to do a backflip. And I forget how long it took him. Was that Avery? Avery Monson? Yeah. I don't think so. Was it? He's done a lot of like. Well, like really experimental, like. Yes. Yeah. He made that book, uh, All My Friends Are Dead, the dinosaur book. Like a picture of the little oh. cartoon dinosaur. 
that's what nice. is he? Every he also has in. some of the best vines known to man. Well, like, not like anymore. He, he did that about three years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was right about the time he was working on crunch time. He was yeah. like in the progress of like learning to do one backflip. Is it true backflips way easier than a front flip? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because front backflip your your legs naturally. There we go. Thank you. You're just in time for my spot. <laughs> yes. When you're doing a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> your legs pulling inwards like tightens your rotation, so you, your legs naturally will fall behind you. It's much more simple, and you can see backwards when you're moving forward. You have to naturally pull your entire upper body, which is not as long to to yes. really get the forward momentum. It's it's much more difficult. Mm, I've never done a front flip. <laughs> I don't think anyone has. I was gonna say now you gotta. No. Just do one. <laughs> no, please. And I don't break your die. neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a somersault, but in the air. I can't even do a somersault. You fool! <laughs> you stupid fool! It's not that at all. Just do it on trampoline. Yeah, that's that's how I started learning. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trampoline's the easiest way because you, you can do backflips and then you can land on your neck and you probably won't die. So probably that's the best way to start. Yeah, a little spring back. Oh, yeah. What's crazy to me is like even sports that have been around for centuries, millennia, like gymnastics. It still even to this day. People will do something and nobody can do it. Somebody breaks the record and then suddenly everyone can do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder what that is. Yeah, like exactly. that mental phenomenon. You ever watch those videos of like gold medal gymnastic routines from the 50s? They're just leaping over a, a vault. Right. It's like they do a jump and you look at it now and it's like, I, I don't even know where to begin trying when, to figure out how you would approach that. Right. And like the bars, the parallel bars, it's just mm -hmm. insane what they do now. Or even like. It's in, the same set of equipment and the same human bodies. Or even like uh, they talk about this in the I, Tanya movie about, you know, how Tanya Harding was yep. what the first. Female skater to do a triple, triple axle. Triple axle. Triple yeah. axle. Is that what and, uh, it was? And it was still. Was it triple lux? Was it a triple? Triple axle. Or yeah, it was a triple. triple. Are you axle. claiming resident figure skating? Yes. Authority as yes, well? I <laughs> am. Absolutely. When I did my first front flip on ice, much easier than doing a front flip on ground. But uh, but it was years before uh, it was done again. I think it's still something that's very difficult. I think it's still something that's not a very common trick for female figure skaters. To I can do off. it. How long do you think it would take you to train? Let's get started. As resident figure skating expert, I believe. As Marco Robbie, as like. a very uh, <laughs> unathletic thirty-year-old woman, uh, I'm gonna have to say negative ten years. So maybe if I started when I was twenty, I'd be get, I'd be there by now. But figure I skating, concur. yeah, absolutely. Your assessment is correct. My assessment. Your yeah. assessment, our assessment, all I, assessments. I feel like now I'm too old to start learning any sort of physical ability. I started rock climbing again, so I don't think I don't well, think anybody's too late to learn anything. You started again? Did you stop? Yeah, I did it uh, like about three years ago. I was doing it super hard, and um, like it got me in great shape, but uh, it tore my hands up real bad. And I was like, it was back before Face ID on. What is this? There we go. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> I rocks. Have you heard of them? Yes, I bet not. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I climb them every day. It's a journey of the soul, and I <laughs> love it very much. But it's rocks. It's rocks. Were you doing outdoor? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I only do indoor gyms. I'm scared we of dying. A, we got a couple guys that are big into it here. Yeah. There's some yeah. Austin places that people love. I, I've been, yeah. Austin Bouldering Project yep. is yeah. the first place I went, and then I, I visited Crux. And um, the like, it, it's just very fun because it's just an individual thing. You can do it on your own or you can do it with friends. And it's just like you and the wall, and it's just like it's an easy puzzle that you can be like easy levels of progress. And it's just like it's very fun. And it gets you in like good shape because like all upper body strength. So if you want that yeah. upper body strength, you want shoulders it's also like a lot of core, right? Oh yeah, tons of core. If you use your legs right, like it's all about core and upper body and like shoulders and um like me getting back into it is like so fun and like my hands are just starting to get callous again. I don't know if you can zoom in on these bad boys right here. 
Make nope. eye contact okay. with his right. <laughs> <laughs> No, camera six, camera six, now I've duty. created a problem. Uh, no, it's not even showing up there. I see no. you can see the middle finger. This yeah. one, yeah. maybe this one. Do I have any? The other one's better. Okay, both these hands. I'm starting <laughs> to. Get, this was a pointless exercise to show off my flawless hands, but you know, it's. <laughs> It's it's just They're like a pre-med computer hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so soft. <laughs> just put the camera off me. Don't talk to me anymore. I'm not an expert in anything. Uh, Mark got a softball question coming at you. you I thought I just said no. Are you ready? It's an easy one. No. No. Okay. All right. Fine. Gus? Whatever. <laughs> Have I'll you seen Free on... Solo? No. I, I, what? Everyone's like, you got to see it, and like, it's just like I. I, I know I have to see it, but I have so little time to actually watch stuff that plane. like just it's on a plane right now. Are you working on planes? What are you I, doing? I on drove planes? here. You drove? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Took my dogs. Oh, that's a tough that's drive. Fun. When you get no. to Texas, you're halfway there. No, I, I dr we drive to Cincinnati every every Christmas. Oh, okay. It's a two thousand two hundred mile drive. So this is nothing for you. Yeah, and we two, do it. Two we days? do it in a Tesla. We got to charge. Oh shit. Yeah, I know. Listen, fuck me, right? Big fan <laughs> of the cars. Mm -hmm. They are not road trip cars. It's good with dogs because then you get a two, uh, like a, a break every two hours or so that you can walk the dogs and get some fresh air. It's yeah. really nice. Actually. Two hours if, for if, 40 minutes. If you're not in a hurry, mm -hmm. if you're not in a hurry, it's really nice. Are you in California? Yeah. Okay. Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so was that the question? Really nice. Did, uh, that was the softball question. Oh, free a solo, rock climber, yeah. have you seen Free Solo? I would assume no, the answer would have been yes. No, it was not. But I was shocked by your answer. Yeah, I'm shocked. a shocking guy. Did you uh, <laughs> happen to see the video of it was like some 13 year old girl who was uh, like Where a you champion this? rock climber? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only three, one here who doesn't three out have of four a Tesla. Podcast, yeah. That is true. Uh, prefer Tesla. Oh, wow. um, but uh, yeah, everyone on this podcast has Tesla except me. It's very nice. You want my referral code? <laughs> mark two seven zero two. You want a mark two seven zero two? But it was uh, some thirteen year old girl who was a professional rock climber, and she. There's a video of it that I saw on Facebook because I still use Facebook sometimes, and she was rock climbing this thing that went like this. Mm. It yeah. curved completely out, and she was like. Basically upside down, but she's Spider-Man. It was insane. It does make a lot of sense. It's insane. Like I, I said, if a human being does something long enough, they get incredible at it. Yeah. Just absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah. Free solo though, I don't know. If you don't climb outside, maybe you'll have the same reaction I did. I was just like, my knees were weak watching it, you know? And you get that mm -hmm. like the kind of I don't know how to describe it. It's like like my hands feel loose, you know, it's like I wouldn't be able to make a grip on anything mm, the yeah. anxiety of that Yeah, women I we tested the the guy who had to hold on to the hang glider. Oh, did you see that video? No, no what guy first time hang gliding and the instructor forgot to tether him to the hang gliding. <gasps> so as soon as they take off he just starts hanging from the bar and he's hanging Hundreds of feet over the ground for was it four minutes? I thought it was three minutes. So we just set up a bar and played the video and saw who could hold on as long as this dude. This and just dude, holding, like, no wind or anything. He tore every tendon in one of his arms, just death grip holding on to this thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's like the crazy thing about human strength Look that this. can throw you. Oh, that's so, oh, that's Look awful. at that hold like this. Maybe yeah. aim for a tree. Oh, God. Oh. But the, the Bernie had the, the best analysis of this, I thought. So when they were done... The instructor still gave him the footage. Right! What an idiot instructor! It's not his footage, it's the instructor, you know, who's got the cameras. I'd be like, no, we yeah, that like didn't record. Yeah, sue the shit out of him. Oh god, oh. hold on, I know how it ends and it's still okay. Oh my god. I still yeah. get nervous. I mean, it's like, humans have this innate strength that, like, they can do things, but it will break your body yep. to yeah. do them. Like, right. we have crazy monkey strength, <laughs> but just like... Basically holding on with one hand there. Oh my god. And it's just like, 
Yeah, you you can hold on if it's if it's life or death. Yeah, you're you're gonna hold on. Yeah, yeah. There's as no long pain. as you yeah, can. You will break your arm over mm. over death. It's, that's here. a preferable outcome. It, it's also like a, an instinctive thing because kids, like when when they fall, like they've got death grips. They've they've got like instantaneous grips. Like kids when they fall on treadmills, they they'll like grab on and they will not let go and they physically cannot let go because their brain is just like do not let go. You fall you fall and their knees will get scraped <laughs> yeah. up and stuff like that. My God. But it's just it's just an instinctive thing. Yeah. The number of people I see that have treadmills that end in a wall is just like, <laughs> do not realize <laughs> yeah. how bad that's going to end seen for enough, you at some point. We've seen enough internet video to know uh, how that goes. I think he shatters his femur. He gets uh, like some broken bone. Oh yeah, right? that's too fast. But yeah, like, he also drops a little early. Oh, yeah. yeah, early. Well, he probably couldn't <laughs> hold on any longer. Call that early? Yeah, early was about eight hundred feet up. Have you ever been skydiving or uh, No, I would like to, but yeah, things like this are very terrifying. Oh, yeah, he's going, what, like 60 miles an hour or something? He's like going that. real fast. Anyway, so we, we hung a bar and we tried to see if we could hold on. I bet no one could. But didn't, the, didn't the two of the people were the rock climbers. Oh, did they? And, yeah, and he made it all the way to the end and then did a couple of chin-ups in what was the douchiest move I've ever seen yeah. in my life. <laughs> so, while the other two guys fell off. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I do want to correct something I said earlier. Uh, Tanya Harding was not the first person to complete a uh, triple axel competition. That was Midori Ito in 1988. And since 1988, only eight women have done it in, co- in an international competition. Wait a minute. In Nine. The, uh, Tanya Harding was the first to do it twice yes. in competition. In I, Tanya, though, I think you what you're saying is from the movie I, Tanya. Yeah. They did present it as though she was the first person to ever do it. That's what I thought, too. Maybe it was U.S. competition? Maybe. I think she was the first American. American. She was the, fir- she was the first woman to do Two triple axles Typical in the same American. competition. We claim the records, oh. even though somebody's already done it. Every invention like mm-hmm. that. First to space. We won the space race. We won the space race. <laughs> Russia got like 13 milestones in space before we landed on the moon, but that was the one that counted. Yeah, that, 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 we that one. Yeah, that's it. We're done. The little, race is over. We set this arbitrary finish line. I mean, the moon's a good finish line. Like, that's a real <laughs> nice finish line. It's the moon. Why don't we just pull ourselves closer to it? Get the lasso. She's so smart. <laughs> Barbara, you for NASA. I should, yeah. <laughs> Interstellar expert. Uh, okay, so we're at about 30 minutes till the end of the podcast. I got uh, one more ad I'm going to read, and then uh, should we dive into Game of yeah. Thrones spoilers? Yeah. Real quick, though. Mark, what are okay. you playing these days? What's Nothing. Good? What's I don't play games anymore. Really? You done? I haven't played games for fun in years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um... Speaking Res- of which, resident no fun expert. Speaking of fun games, <laughs> I want to remind everyone this episode of the Received Podcast is also brought to you by DoorDash. Uh, don't you hate it when you get home, kick off your shoes, and you realize you have nothing to eat in the house? DoorDash connects you to all of your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat, and your Dasher will bring it right to you. Uh, wherever you are, not only is that burger place you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are too. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities in all 50 states across the United States and Canada. Uh, What's the one dish from your favorite restaurant you can never recreate at home? What if someone brought it right to your door? Uh, Order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, or the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app, enter promo code ROOSTER. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store, enter promo code ROOSTER. So be sure to use the promo code ROOSTER for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Thank you, DoorDash, for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Podcast and for allowing me to order food without having to go out. You know what I, I like so much? Yeah, you know what I like most about DoorDash? Mm. And it's amazing service. <laughs> they always deliver to the door. 
Rapid. You order from Uber Eats, it's a 50-50 shot of if they're coming to the door, if they're waiting at the curb with an attitude. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's just like, I don't like playing those games. I don't have pants on. I'm not going out. Like, <laughs> you yeah. are coming to my door. And DoorDash can guarantee a door delivery. I talked about this on uh, a different podcast, but the ultimate laziness is when you're at home and you order something on DoorDash, and then it's like, you ask your Alexa to turn on the lights, and then, like, have your... Nest or ring doorbell like answer the door for you and you're just like modern life man Amazing. It's amazing you need, like an automated <laughs> slot that opens they push it in with a stick it, it was it was so fast someone put it in perspective like we've reached this point in society where you can be sitting at home And you can push some colors on a glass screen and food will magically appear at your door Pretty nuts. Like it's mm -hmm. it's insane it, to even think about from, from a geologic time scale Not that long ago. We were having to like live in a cave and hunt like you weren't sure if you would eat in a day yeah. If you could kill something to eat well, it that, that and was, now it's like uh, I don't want to. I <laughs> guess I'll have sushi that they shipped in from from the Pacific. I guess I guess I'll have. Let that. me also change my temperature to seventy two degrees from oh, the seven yeah, from this nice. balmy seventy three on my telephone. Are we at the pinnacle? Is this it? Have we have we peaked? Oh, absolutely not. As a civilization, absolutely not. They just said that now we have more CO two in the atmosphere than at any point in human history. Four hundred and fourteen parts per million, I believe. I read a horrible thing today that even if we went tomorrow to zero emissions, which is fucking impossible. Impossible. If we went to zero emissions tomorrow, the climate would still continue to, like, overall temperature would, would raise for the next 500 years or probably up to 1,000 years. Mm. So it's, it's literally at this point where it's such a tipping point that we have to do something to reclaim CO2 from the atmosphere. God, it's just like... I, I don't need 500 years. I know, but there's I, I other people besides I, you. I, but I don't care. I just need a couple more. <laughs> as long as it's good for the next few years, it's fine. Beyond that, who cares? Let's say you go to a restaurant, you see there's cod on the menu, like fish and chips. Yuck. Okay, well, I don't know, something else then. And you know that they're running out of that thing. Does that make you want to eat it more or eat it less? Oh, eat it more. Yeah, because yeah. you're going to run out of it? I'll be the generation that killed it. Tuna. Yeah. Yeah? Because we're running out of tuna? Out of tuna. Would yeah. it be different if Give you were having mercury. kids? Of course it would. Yeah. I don't have kids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, did, I did the most responsible thing possible. I've reduced my pollution footprint by an immeasurable amount. You're welcome. So I'm going to eat all your fucking fish. You're still one person. Yeah, but that's it. The line's over. There's not, I didn't make another person. Who's going to make nah. another person? Who's going to make another person? That's so I, I, get, I should get preferential treatment. I should be able to eat a fucking bald eagle. I want to eat every so endangered species. In your world, a serial killer is even better than you are. Yes. Because he's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's taking people out. Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so on that note, it's time to talk about Game of Thrones. Yes. I want to give a shout Speaking out before about... we do. I had to give. I, it's so funny. I'm in my Reddit comments, and uh, I just saw where someone wanted to know what hat I wear on the podcast, and I directed him to the big hat head store <laughs> that I uh, that I buy from. But I want to give a shout out to a user on our subreddit, which is awesome because normally you guys are a cesspool. Uh, it's uh, Bagsy on the subreddit, perfectly visualized. It was amazing. Perfectly visualized the the horrible, stupid gate that we have out here and the the like ridiculous setup for it. And I had my whiteboard and my tinfoil hat on last week, and I was drawing it. And then he went and found a satellite photo of the studio and drew it perfectly. It's a monstrosity. I, I love, he even had a comment that was like, this seems wrong and stupid, but this is, seems like what he was describing. And he nailed it because it's that stupid and wrong. It's, it's pretty stupid, but it makes sense for what they're trying to do. There's no, no other way to accomplish it you, with that you game. You only think like that because you're Canadian. They put the motor on the other side. You can't because the gate comes out from that side. They could make it come out from the other side. Just make doors. No, you can't. Like that. Just make doors. Unless you broke the whole gate and built up a new one. 
break the whole that. gate, <laughs> break the whole gate, and build up a new one. But we digress. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Look, there it is—the drawing. Yeah, there it is. Look, you nailed, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. That's exactly what it looks like. All right, Game All of Thrones. Right. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, if you haven't seen the episode of Game of Thrones or you care about spoilers, we are now going to officially start talking about spoilers for season eight, episode five of Game of Thrones. You've been warned. Can this we get like it. red lights flashing, like a we'll red put a alert thing going on there? This is not like a spoiler. Just, <laughs> just like really hype it up here. That was also in that photo. Does, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Does he? Only for paid sponsors. <laughs> they get only, two things. Only for uh, graphic boxes. They get a logo and they get sucked off. <laughs> That's what they get. That's part of the deal. Do that. <laughs> it's true. So. Wow. Would you like to sign up? I mean, is there a code? <laughs> March 720. Wow, it's 2702. Mark 2702. Code Once It's code 34. What's the rule? What's the rule? 34. Or is it called code 34? That's it. Um, Game of Thrones. I felt like. The episode got a ton of hate. Wildly unpopular. Super unpopular. I was fine with it. My big complaint is they're wrapping stuff up too fast. They're they're getting to the end more quickly than they have in the past. I think it's, <laughs> they've gotten to the end before. Well, more <laughs> they're, they're getting to plot points more quickly than they have before. They're resolving things. Right. And um, I mean, that's that's really my only complaint. I think it's overall it's kind of a weak season, but I'm happy with the direction things have gone. The the, the way things have gone so far. It seems right to me. So, you guys both seen it. Yeah. Ashley remembered after the scene at the end when Daenerys loses her shit and just starts torching King's Landing. Mm -hmm. She remembered back in season two when she gets imprisoned by the warlocks and they take her dragons. Does anybody remember that? Those characters? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guys with the blue teeth? The, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she remembers that Daenerys had a vision uh, back then of how everything was going to end. And yep. we went back and watched it and it was... The throne room in King's Landing, and the ceiling is ripped off, and it's snowing. But then you realize it's not snowing. It's ashes Ash. that are falling. And she's, like, walking towards the throne. Mm -hmm. And then right before she gets to it, she – and this might become relevant in the last episode – she hears the call of her dragons being tortured, and she leaves the throne and goes to the dragons instead. I don't remember that part. Yeah. Well, I, I literally just watched this yesterday. Yeah. House of the Undying. House of the Undying. Yeah, when they see she's when it's got the King of Karth in that one, she locks him in a vault. This is years ago. He's not he's not the king, is he? Mm -hmm. They make him the king as part of the deal for stealing the dragons. Uh. I have no idea how they're going to wrap up the entire series in one episode. You got eighty minutes after this. It is a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. Yeah, but there's just I feel like I don't know. Like they, so much has happened, but also I, there's so many answers yet to be. Do you think you need everything answered? What do you need answered? I, I guess I'm just confused as to what Bran is doing. Oh, that's gone, I think. You think no, they're not going to go back to think, Bran? Yeah, he will not be back at all? I don't think Arya will be back. No, I think Arya is definitely coming back. Mm -hmm. the, I, think the, she, I think that's our last... The way oh, yeah, I see yeah. things going, my prediction for next week's episode is Daenerys is already worried about Jon. Now, m mad with power, she's going to kill Jon because Stark men always die in the South. Uh, Arya already doesn't like Daenerys, and then once Daenerys kills... Uh, John, Arya's gonna kill Daenerys. That's your that's your theory. That's my current working theory. That's a good there one. were leaks, by the way, before this last episode, and then people read them thinking they were just way off the mark and just speculation, and then people were realizing when they were watching the episode that all the leaks were right. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've so not read any leaks. We haven't read any leaks. No, no. So just being clear, this is just Gus's that's theory. Just my crazy theory. And I think people should stop, have, stop having kids, and they should eat the dragon. People in Game of Thrones should stop? Yes. Okay. Terrible carbon. 
problem. In, uh, <laughs> the in dragons Westeros. are worse. That's why you should eat the dragon. Burn the fleets. Uh, that's got to be bad for the environment, right? It's got to be in some way. All yeah. that wildfire. What about Sansa? I think that once Arya kills Daenerys, there is no legitimate claim to the Iron Throne. The Seven Kingdoms fall apart. Sansa becomes Queen of the North, and then every old kingdom is no longer part of the Seven Like they, they, It just breaks up. Oh, interesting. So there is no ultimate winner. There is no Iron Throne. Everything's for nothing. Huh. I think... As our resident gymnast expert. And resident Game of Thrones. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've, read, I've read the books. Um, here's what I think. This last season is, is the writer's attempt to reconcile their direction with George R. R. Martin's direction. I believe that this last episode is what George R. R. Martin wanted and wrote and intended the entire time. The order, however, is wrong. Mm. I believe that this, like this, this whole idea, and a lot of people talked about it when the Night King died. Like a lot of people talked about, like the, it, it defeated the purpose of the show from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I believe that this idea of people fighting over a throne, this concept of people fighting over a chair of whose ruler, is a set piece that comes before winter finally arrives. Mm -hmm. I think that in, in George R. R. Martin's original vision, it was probably this was like the final breaking point that all the kingdoms were fighting and destroying each other and they destroyed King's Landing. They got to humanity's weakest point ever, which is when winter would have arrived, not just to Winterfell, like all the way yeah. down. Mm -hmm. It would have come to King's Landing all the way down there. It was snowing in King's Landing at the end of last season. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was snowing there. And and like that that kind of just like was forgotten when the Night King died. Kinda, I yeah. I think that this this set piece of Daenerys like turning against like falling in this in this trap of being like this enemy needs to be destroyed. I need to destroy this enemy, wipe them out, puts puts so much stress on humanity and fractures everybody that it, it leaves them vulnerable for the Night King to actually come. Winterfell mm. Falls like all these places fall, and, and I think like it's it's evident because the whole the whole Brienne Jamie Lannister thing like for those that read the books and spoiler for the books as well, Brienne's dead. Brienne's dead. Brienne's books. dead. Like Brienne, it's, it's it's unclear. Maybe because Tyrion also died in a similar way yeah. where it ended on where their point of view chapters. Brienne dies. She gets killed by a character who's not even in the show. Exactly. Yeah. Which I wonder, like, if if you, what you're saying, if if it comes together, and we're getting George R. R. Martin's ending, what does that character's arc look like in the books? Well, I mean, I, I and Tyr Tyrion came back from a similar death when he drowned with the Stone Men. Yeah, and I, I I got mad at the books at that point. I'm like, that's not Game of Thrones. You don't fake people out on deaths. Yeah, it was similar to in the show when Jamie Lannister was facing the dragon. And then he gets knocked right. into the water by Braun, and but then mm. the last thing you see of Jamie Lannister is him sinking in his armor, and yeah. it goes away from him, and you're like, well, he's fucking dead. Next episode, <gasps> and he's up on the shore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's very much TV writing, and, and you can see like the TV writing so clearly because, like last season, when they went up north past the wall, and all these unnamed characters are just dying left and right, but all the main <laughs> right. characters are just in this little puddle. Same with like when the Night King was dying, all the main characters are up against the wall, like. Ah! Like Jamie Lannister, who in the books is not that good with a sword with the lefty. Like he's he's not just he, he's not just fighting for his life. He's bitch slapping zombies left and right. Like I'm just as good as I was. You know, it, it's very telling uh, mm -hmm. of what TV writing is. And and this this scene last episode is such a massive shift in not only like 
like style, but tone, like this idea that a character that we thought we knew and loved can change because of an emotional state. That's very much of what like George R. R. Martin's direction was because it, it very much is like with that death of Brienne, like uh, with for those that don't know the the Lady of Winterfell, I forget her name. Uh, uh, Lady Sansa? Stoneheart. Lady of Winterfell. Sansa. Uh, Ned's wife. Oh, Cat. Yeah, Cat. And she she was brought back by Dondarrion mm -hmm. through the magic of the Lord of Light. She killed Brienne on an emotional impulse. Like Brienne tried to explain, and she was like, "You you will not. I will not listen to you. You I you promised you were going to find." Bring you were promised you were gonna bring Jamie down get Sansa back like that was the exchange and you failed So you are done like, She's like a force of vengeance. When yeah, she comes exactly back. And, and it's very much because this this show is very much or the books are very much about like humanity and who people are and like What like they're not logical sometimes they're not rational sometimes mm -hmm. everyone can be like this fucking winner is Coming you guys and nobody pays attention <laughs> right because it's human nature the the threat isn't immediate therefore like it, it's not part of it. And so Daenerys, everyone's like, this story is wrong. And it's like, anyone can snap. Anyone. Yeah. No one is Absolutely. immune to rage. And like, the, especially when your family is predisposed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the writers did their best to try to give justification. And I don't think it was done perfectly, but I loved watching it because it raised the stakes so high. It was mm -hmm. like, this is an elevating moment. It's not a de-elevating moment. It raises problems to the point where like, why the fuck would you do that? And yeah. I love those moments. Yeah. It, was, it was definitely like those. watching it, like, like a gasping, like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. Like, it like, happened. Like, just shit. Like, but those are the moments. I think it's got a similar audience, like a lot of crossover with the people who watched Lost, for instance. Maybe a different generation of those people, but the same people who, like Gus just did, make theories and they have wishes for the show. And then when their wishes aren't fulfilled, they get very upset with the show. Like, people are like, that's not Daenerys. It's like, it absolutely is. It's just not what you wanted for her. Right. For yeah. me, that character is Jamie Lannister. It's like, I yeah. really love Jamie Lannister. He was always my favorite character in the show. He had this incredible arc. He seemed noble uh, about, you know, killing the king and, you know, sullying his honor, basically, for all of time to try to save the people of King's Landing so they wouldn't all get burned to death. And then even in this last episode, he says something like, I never really cared about the common people. Wasn't yeah. what I cared about. And it seems like very against his character and leaving the North and coming back to Cersei. Uh, it seemed very against his character. I was like, this doesn't seem right for the character. But then you see the ending with him and then you get to look at the character as a whole. He's just a very tragically toxic person. Like a, he's in a toxic relationship yeah. with this person. And I can like, relate to people that are in those things. Yes. Like maybe he, he was doing his best to try to escape. He but was. at his core, he still has that right. uh, inside of so him. And he even says that when he's facing down the court in Winterfell, he says, yeah. I won't apologize. I, everything I did, I did for my family. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to people who killed their family. Right. But he's like, I won't apologize. For I it. really was surprised, though, when he left Brienne. I really thought he was going to go down to King's Landing and kill Cersei. Who made the Queen Slayer? Yeah. There's I thought that's, yeah. especially with the uh, premonition that they had about her getting killed by her younger brother. Mm. And everyone yeah. thought it was going to be Tyrion. In the, like, the, well, in the the gypsy wagon or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I got to go back and watch that. I, I, I rewatched. I hate prophecies. I rewatched the Maggie the Frog scene, actually. I think that's the one. And. It didn't mention like I don't know if I think that's in the books or if I'm maybe I watched the wrong scene because I remember it too. Yeah, I just don't remember where it was. People it was talk about book. it a lot. I don't. Remember yeah, or where if it, it came was from. in the TV show. And then that's the other problem I have is like it's these two very similar stories but very dissimilar stories. Yeah, you're trying to like balance at the Walking same time. Walking Dead's even more like that if you still watch Walking Dead. Like the graphic novels are so dramatically different than the books. Like the big beats are the same, but like entire characters are just different people. Everything and, with Euron. 
was just like I was rolling my eyes pretty hard during all that stuff. He was such a late character that he was just so surface level. You know, they couldn't do anything with him. He was way overpowered. Just a yeah. cartoon character. We yeah. were, uh, my wife and I were both worried that uh, whoever that commander of the Golden Company was, that he was going to become another character. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, wait, we're so late in you the mean show. Walmart like, Jamie? Yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's just stop. Like, we, don't need, we don't need more characters. And I think Euron's an example of that. He's like, he kind of showed up late and then was kind of like, Introduced in a way that nobody really bought into and then yeah. kind of showed up in weird ways like when they killed the dragon and then yeah And then with you know much later at the battle at King's Landing with even more scorpions They couldn't hit the dragon again mm. Just the whole scene with all their boats getting burnt and then all of a sudden Jamie is in this little area by the water and of course, Euron's just like swimming out of the water yeah. right there And he's just like Ugh. there's even a line that he says you remember the thing he says to get to Jamie like to to like I fucked your sister or something. Yeah, like? I fucked the queen. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't he say uh, that she has his baby because that's what he thinks at that right. point. But the audience knows that's not true. Right. So he instead he says it's a very convenient line. But he would have gone for the throat and said, said she's having my baby. Right. Like you know or something like that. Yeah. But you know but that that would not to the audience they'd be like oh that's not true. <sighs> so it wouldn't be as inciting. What bothered me about that is like the scene was pointless. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. Euron could have died from drowning or fire. Like him stabbing Jamie had no effect on Jamie's death. It's nothing. Like no effect on the outcome. So it was it was really was a pointless it, scene. It, so it was if Bran as a character. Mm -hmm. It was the just the whole <laughs> eight, 8 year arc for Bran it's like he literally could have not been in the show mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have made any difference. I think with uh the scene with Euron to speak to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I think it was just to give an on-screen end to Euron. Yeah, probably. It's like, if he didn't have that scene, then it's like, oh, he probably died on the ship. Yeah. And and then it's left as a question mark. Like, the dragon should have ate somebody. Like, yeah. Euron would have been a great person for the dragon to eat. Yeah. Like, just probably like, would have spit him out instantly, though. Right. I can I can see why the writers wrote that line, like, I'm the man that killed Jamie Lannister. It's probably, they were like, so he can die with his delusions. Like, he thinks the baby's his. It's perfect. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, all right, well. So, I saw a great meme of that. They used Thor from Ragnarok, where he's like, I'm the man who killed Jamie Lannister. And then Thor's like, what are you? <laughs> Did you <laughs> sure yeah. about that? But I have to say, uh, I there's a, this thing has gotten a lot of hate this episode, and I think and we were, I think some of those people that did not like episode three, the big battle at Winterfell. We we didn't. We, I liked it. We, uh, okay, you liked it. It was some a people. fun watch, but the yeah. the effect it had on the story, I I had problems with. Yeah, I did too. My big thing was, uh, not first of all, not being able to see it, yeah. and I was one of those people who felt like, this is the real story. Why are we doing this now? Right. I, I don't feel that way anymore. And I was look I was looking forward to the end of the season. I was hopeful for it. The other thing was, and this is wish fulfillment probably on my part, is that Arya Stark felt weird to kill the Night King. I said it was like if Han Solo at the end of Return of the Jedi shot Darth Vader in the face. It'd be like, okay, that's the outcome I wanted, but it's Han not Solo, it's not like Han Solo's there. job yeah. to do that. Like Arya would did nothing. That being said, this episode uh, of Game of Thrones, episode five is when Arya Stark went from being my least favorite character in the show, the one I just didn't care about, to being my absolute favorite mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. she, she was amazing in this episode because I look at this episode as a analysis of revenge, of the pitfalls of mm -hmm. revenge. If you look at all the main characters who ended up in King's Landing, and there are very specific ones that they didn't put in this, this episode. Brienne stayed north for some reason. Tormund took off for his own reasons. You know, uh, Gendry's not there either. Sounds so the, if you look at the characters that are there, they're going to King's Landing. 
they're also motivated by revenge. Daenerys is like, that's her whole story of coming back and seeking revenge. Even Grey Worm has that moment when they're facing off with the unarmed soldiers. And he's the guy who takes, he's like, you can see this in his face, like, oh, fuck it, I've had it. And he throws, throws and, and starts that. And then they start the massacre of everything. And even Tyrion, uh, when he's like watching on the hill, it's like his last desperate moments of, I put all these pieces in place and now I'm realizing the pitfall of trying to like oust my sister. He tries those little things last minute, like letting Jamie loose, but even passes on the opportunity to save Varys, yeah. you know, you, and Varys dies. So it's like, if you look at everyone's motivation, the big one is Sandor Clegane and Arya Stark, they go into the map room, they're in the castle in King's Landing. And he says, he's going to kill the mountain. He says to her, you don't want to end up like me. If you go this way, you're going to die. And if you don't, you can go live your life. Otherwise, you're going to be like me. Do you really want to be like me? And she says, thank you. And she leaves and she, she goes the other direction. And that was amazing to me because she's the only character that makes that choice. I think like Daenerys on the wall with that, on the, with the dragon with the bells ringing. She's one, dude. She has one. She has what she, she's what she a, wanted. All she has to do is sit down, mm -hmm. like walk in and sit down. And she has everything she wanted. I think in that moment, she realized that's not what she wanted. She want her, this is revenge. her family, they, she wanted revenge. And all these fuckers in King's Landing, they destroyed her family, they killed her brothers. And it's also like the, 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 the lies and delusion she was told when she was younger, that her family's name is spoken in secret, and people drink secret toasts to their health. Yes. And she gets there, it's like, that's not true at all. Nobody, nobody likes me, even though this should be mine. And I don't think she's evil, I think she's lost. I think she's broken and lost. Yeah. If I, if I could change that episode just a little bit, I think what I'd do is have her still have the expression of anger. But I felt like her target should have been only the keep. Right. Because at that point, she's just like, Cersei's still alive. She's the object of my hate. Go get Cersei. And then for Cersei to have a more satisfying ending, I would have had her, like, trap the keep with a bunch of dragon fire, like like loaded up with right. barrels, so that what happens is she goes to kill Cersei, it sets off a chain reaction that ends up blowing up a lot of King's Landing. Then the suddenly the people hate her mm -hmm. because they've she inadvertently through her rage killed half the population mm -hmm. who were congregated in the Red Keep, and then suddenly she's now. The Queen of Ashes. Yeah. Also, and it was like just a, a, it, it's one of those moments where you're like, I fucked up, but I was trying to do good. Like no one could fault me for wanting to kill Cersei. Sure. But it inadvertently like she had one last. It, it's also, yeah, it would also would have been a way to conveniently get rid of the dragon at the same time in the explosion. It would have been. Yeah. Right. Something I mean, that really so. bothered me was uh, how all of a sudden during this whole fight that John's men all of a sudden became these, like, rapist murderers. Mm -hmm. They kind of described that in the attack on uh, Blackwater Bay, like when Cersei's in the Red Keep with Sansa, and she's saying it's just like when the battle's over, their blood is up, and they just go on a rampage. Yeah. And she said everyone in this room is going yeah, to be raped tonight. That's, that's and what, I have this poison for when they when they come through the door. That's and one it was of the, Tywin that came through the door. Instead. One of the things I didn't understand when, right before they start the battle, when they say, like, if you hear the bell, stop. It's like you don't, you can't stop. Once you're in there and you're already fighting, like you fight until you're done. There is no like, oh, okay, we won. You know, everyone, everyone stop. I feel like at that time, battle was so much more visceral. Like you say, the blood's up. Like you just yeah. keep going until you defeat your enemy, like entirely until you run them into the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's too, going back to the revenge thing. It's like you want Danny to have her revenge. But is it worth all these lives in King's Landing to get that revenge? And I think everyone's reaction is absolutely not. 
She should have focused on the the keep mm -hmm. and just killed Cersei and gotten her revenge that way. It's not worth all those lives to fulfill her revenge. It was. It's not worth. To watch. It's it's not worth. Yeah, exactly. And what you're saying, everyone went nuts. It was Grey Worm who went first. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's a warrior. He's unsullied. But it was like he had the only thing he cared about in life taken from him, and you can see it. And he's just vicious yeah. and barbaric and tearing people apart. But I think it's really important. For me, at least, when I look at it, it's important to realize, too, that we're not separate from that. That we who watch the show, we also have those expectations. And I think a big one was, and you voiced this, was Cersei. We wanted to see her die screaming. We Suffer. wanted to see her get mm -hmm. her throat cut. We wanted to see her head cut off, get put on a pike. We wanted her to see her have as bad a death as she has given to everyone else. And the audience didn't get that. They didn't get that. They got her to have a nice moment with a person she loves in a tunnel, and then it collapses. Do you think on it's them. a fake out, like Jamie Lannister's supposed death in the lake last season? I'll be disappointed if it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be disappointed. I think Arya's gone too, because we didn't get that. We didn't. And you, Barb, you were one of the people. You didn't get that ending, that revenge ending, your revenge on Cersei that you mm -hmm. wanted as a character. But the reason why you didn't get it is because Arya turned around, and if Arya Arya keeps going with the Hound, she ends up on that staircase. She's there. She's there with Cersei and <laughs> Kyburn, who got killed in like two oh seconds. That was amazing. God, that was brutal. Yeah, and she's there, and she would have been in the battle with the mountain. She might have gotten killed by the mountain. But it's like, literally, like, you watch uh, Sandor's revenge against Gregor, and he's literally, it's like, everything comes off, and you realize he's literally fighting a dead thing already. It's like mm -hmm. this, this whole allegory for revenge and how it's worthless. Mm -hmm. He's fighting this dead monolith. You know, and it's worth nothing. And if Arya had been there, she would have killed Cersei and she would not have made it out because she would have gone back to the map room like Cersei did and not been able to find her way out. And this, she would have been dead. And it begs the question, is our revenge on Cersei, is it worth Arya's life? And I don't think it is. And so yeah. she made the decision. She turned her back on revenge. She got away. And I, I think, honestly, I think that's the last we'll see of Arya Stark. No, I think she's, she still think has a be, lot to play. I think that she has a big part probably in the finale. I don't think mm -hmm. the writers would let that be the last of Arya Stark. But I could see it. It's very poetic. Like, I can definitely see a way that would work. Yeah. yeah. She would have been there. She would have been on that staircase. Yeah. So, uh, last person on her list. So, someone in chat pointed something out. It was, uh, I believe it was a Hunter of Artemis. Going back to what you said about Bran. Said the, the only reason Bran had to exist was to reveal the truth about John. But to verify it, because right. Sam learned it and right. Bran verified it. Didn't he also give uh, Arya the dagger that she killed the Night King with? And I could also argue that his purpose I was to so. bait the Night King into Winterfell. Yeah, hmm. so he served a purpose. Yeah, I would say. I bet he had a bigger intended purpose, but yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> because there's a whole storyline of the magic of like the 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 children of the forest yeah. and like the first men and 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 all that like lore that's just like. Well, okay. I think what happened was cold hands. The, the, in the book. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think what happened is Game of Thrones became so successful that they decided to hold that back, and that'll be one of the spinoff series. Yeah. It's like then they'll have a separate series that just deals with the children of the forest and the first men and how all that magic was created but without the stakes. Oh, different stakes. Yeah. yeah there's, there's apparently some, some quote or some reference about death came on a pale horse. I've never heard about that before, but people in the chat are talking oh, about it. Oh, that's in the book. So maybe Arya is going to go kill I, I a think, whole bunch of people. I think isn't that a quote from like the Bible or something talking about Yeah, it's the, the Bible. That's a quote for like and that's you what I meant, behold the book. like from the, 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 the book. book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are y'all stupid? The book. Yeah. There's some some quote about like the apocalypse and the four horsemen of the apocalypse, like death riding on a pale horse mm -hmm. and that was like what it was. I thought it was um, 
supposed to be like the opposite. And my interpretation was it was the opposite of the hound's horse. He had that black horse with stranger. And so like, since she didn't go the same route that the hound did, she gets the white horse that she rides away on. Yeah, that it was just like, since she totally went the opposite way of, uh, yeah. of the hound. Yeah. Hmm. That, that was just my. And she thought it was what? What is it? Instead of t- getting a black horse like the hound, she rode away on a white horse. Okay. Okay. And then there's all the thing of like pale horses, what death typically rides, you know, mm. and it depends on, you know, what particular religion or mysticism you're studying, but death isn't always a, the final thing in end. It just means a big transition or a big change. Mm-hmm. So her riding away, you know, in the representation of death could be just like a massive change for her. Whereas like even like in tarot, the death card, when you get it, it's like, oh shit, but it's just not, change. doesn't mean death, it means massive change. Whereas the really cataclysmic, horrible card is the tower. Which is like it plays out so perfectly with this Game of Thrones thing. Like everybody in the tower was destroyed. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I got to say it was uh, you know I get that they have a shorter uh, season, six episodes, but that was their own design. They were offered more episodes and they said no, you know. But it's just like it is kind of I've... somebody edited the death of Rhaegal, the dragon mm-hmm. um, that was killed by Euron in the previous episode. They edited just a couple couple changes to shots. And it made it make way more sense. It didn't have that kind of reaction of, whoa, shit, somebody just got hit by a bolt, you know. But it was, it did make a little bit more sense. It wasn't like death descending out of the sky. Do you think Bran sent that horse for her? That's an interesting question. Do you think we're to see Bran again? Uh, Like besides like maybe a finale, all all of them together? You got to see Winterfell at some point because Sansa's story isn't over yet. Yeah. And when she takes control of the North, when it separates and the Seven Kingdoms no longer (laughs) exists. It's a good theory. Yeah, Brian will be her hand. It is interesting, though, if you look at the number of episodes that Cersei was in this season, and even this episode where she figured in heavily, she really didn't have much. She just, it was a good performance and her staring out the window and then the scene on the stairs, then the scene with Jamie, you know. But for, for her, like the two big villains, the Night King and Cersei, they didn't really factor in in a huge way into the end of the series. Mm-hmm. You know, both of them didn't. And everyone went nuts about the Night King. Uh, but it's it's interesting that like Cersei's kind of in that same boat. Yeah, I think that's what we all maybe started to realize after episode three when the Night King was dispatched so early. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know the the villain and maybe the end isn't what we think it is. Maybe it's it's going to be something else. Well, obviously because I thought it was going to be the Night King. Well, when that bell's ringing and I was like just out of curiosity and I hit pause and like we're only forty five minutes into this episode, mm-hmm. the battle's over. I was like, mm. and then sure enough, it was cut to that shot of Danny. I will say. Very exhausting watching people get burned and attacked and killed for 40 minutes like it, That was tough to watch oh, yeah. for that long more, yeah. more so than the battle of, battle of Winterfell. Oh, would you agree? Absolutely. I mean yeah. people getting burned to death and because it's innocent. kids and yeah. yeah, the uh someone also pointed out in the chat that uh, the little girl who died was holding a white horse figure Oh, uh, that's true. That was reminiscent of um, Shireen to me uh, Stannis's daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. She also, yeah, she also had the horse, scale? and then mm. that's what um, uh, Sir Davos finds. That yep. when he knows that she's dead, mm. it's the same kind of like the burned horse. That's that's what it made me. And think there was of. that little girl in Winterfell who reminded Davos of her as mm-hmm. well. There's like a couple of references to her. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. I love that shot of Danny on the dragon on the wall, where she's just surveying everything, and then you can just see it's like, it's, oh no, like, like, nah. this, this is not. Going the way I thought it was going to go. Regardless of how you feel about the writing of the, the show or the books or anything, the performances this season have been stellar. The music's been stellar. It's really incredible. And it's like you can see post interviews where they can't say anything, but the cast, like, what'd you think of the ending? Are you happy? And Emily Clark's like, 
Like, I can't say anything, but you can see in her face now. She's you have like, context. Yee. Yeah. It's like, did it turn out the way you hoped? It's like, yeah. She's like, <laughs> best season ever. Yeah. And it's, it, but they gave their all in those performances. Like, Absolutely. even if they didn't necessarily agree with where their character, because they spent so much time with that character. Yeah. Uh, even if they didn't agree with it, man, they really. Yeah, Amelia Clark, just like. Her face, like her face is just so expressive, like, because uh, it, it was the only real thing that made that switch possible was her just like, just the fucking menacing rage I mm -hmm. saw on her face was just like, oh, something bad's about to happen, like, yeah. this ain't good, like, it, it's just like, I love the acting and the artistry behind it, That's, it's why I have a tough time just like, shitting on a show, because it's not one person that makes a show, I think everyone here knows it's not one person For that sure. makes a show, it's a huge team, and something like this is just an enormous team of people, talented beyond like, anything you could possibly imagine, working their souls down to make this the best Absolutely. show possible, and, and it's like, I can never just Very shit true. on a show like mm -hmm. that. There because of that it goes it, and it goes both ways you know if the show had been wildly successful it's not entirely to their credit that it did great likewise if it doesn't you know if you're unhappy with it it's not entirely their fault yeah. you know i also it, was talking about this uh with anna our makeup artist how i've loved game of thrones every season i've enjoyed and if it has an ending that i'm not pleased with or that people aren't pleased with like that's not going to discredit the mm -hmm. entire series for me. Mm -hmm. It's like I'll st I still got so much yeah. enjoyment and so much. I would still rewatch it. Entertainment yeah. out of it, even like okay, well, the ending wasn't what I was hoping for, but yeah, these still past, loved it. These past episodes have just been heart pounding yeah. episodes. Like yeah. I have been just gripped to my seat. Like even if it's not satisfying, like I've been so gripped by I, it. I've seen people uh, making graphs, like showing comparisons of how the critics received the. Various seasons of Breaking Bad versus the various seasons of Game of Thrones and how Game of Thrones is being less critically Less well received critically here in the final season the Breaking Bad But I think Breaking Bad was an anomaly when it comes to Storytelling or TV shows where it got stronger and stronger and it ended in a way that everyone was like yes I am happy with that ending mm. that almost never happened. Well, with that amount of passion you kind of mm -hmm. hope for good enough, right? Right. I mean, but we just saw it there Endgame I think did it mm -hmm. yeah. and that was a very long lead-up to Endgame mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of storylines, a lot of things coming together, and I think they pulled it off. But I would never say that, like, the only reason that Endgame is good or the Avengers as a whole is good is because of the Russo brothers. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of source material. They tremendous casting. Whoever cast the Marvel Universe just deserves a huge amount of credit. And whoever cast Game of Thrones, casting a group of kids that grew up to be, you know— Good actors and really fit in. Neither you know? of them cast me, so they did fail in that respect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. When we went back and watched this uh, uh, Daenerys premonition that she has in, in the Warlocks keep, uh, we then just saw the end of episode or season two because that was like the last episode when the dragons burn him for the first time. They like they fired, they yeah. use fire for the first time, and they burn the warlock. The last scene in that is the one with Sam in the north and he hides behind the rock and then the the whole dead oh, army yeah. walks by him mm -hmm. but they're heading towards the wall that's season two and it's like <laughs> wow. and it, but it's like the, it's presented as like here come the dead it's imminent like next season they're gonna be there what, is and that nope <sighs> Se yeah. season seven they got there well i mean they start the show the beginning season one episode one is north of the wall encountering the undead those fuckers walk so slow and then you don't see you <laughs> don't see them running. again the entire season, maybe until like partway through season two. That was crazy because I did turn on the first episode before this last episode yesterday, and I was like, it is so drastically different. Like mm -hmm. the pacing is slower. The 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 characters take their time. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's just like a first episode kind of thing where it's just establishing everything, but it was it was so lovely. 
Like it, it was so, it's so nice. And like the, even though you could tell the production value wasn't the same, nearly the same, but the storytelling was vastly different. And I think more engaging, like people were enraptured by this immediate threat of like, something's fucky over here. What's, <laughs> what's the deal here? Something's fucky. Yeah. Something <laughs> weird. I don't know. And, but yeah. I love all the memes too about, have you seen that? The reaction of all the parents today who named their daughter Khaleesi. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, oops, shouldn't have done that. Yikes. My dad said that. I went to a school in uh, Houston in fifth grade. I went to a new elementary school because it just opened. And it was named after a guy. I mean, somebody who had done something. I don't remember what it was. I want to say the name. Uh, but we were at the dedication ceremony. And then the guy walked up at the stage. My dad was like, the guy is still alive? And I said, yeah, what's wrong with it? Is that a problem? He goes, don't ever name something after somebody that's still alive. Yeah. And I go, why? He goes, because they still have time to mess up. And that's, that's all the way he said uh, it. Like, it's very yeah, true. Yeah, it's very true. And he was a politician of some kind. Like he was a land commissioner or something mm -hmm. like that, I think. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I was in fifth grade and I was like, I was like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. But now I'm like, yeah, he's That's right. a good lesson. <laughs> he's right. Let, let things play out. And mm -hmm. that's how I feel about this too. It's like, yeah, if your favorite character wasn't treated great, let it play out. And then see how you felt about the story as a whole. It's really weird because you don't stop three quarters of the way through a book and go, I don't like this book. You know, this book is terrible. You know, it's a, or it's off the rails. You finish the book and then you make your decision about it. Mm -hmm. And it's, you got to wait till the story's done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Okay, let's wrap it up. I think we had a good discussion. About One thing before and Clegane Bowl, did it live up to the hype? Oh, yeah. I got to go back to the revenge thing again. Sandor died for no reason and he Eliminating died all storytelling elements was it at least viscerally satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, I, it was I, very. Yeah. I, I got some. I, did it again. Uh, yeah. I got Darth Vader <laughs> vibes from, yeah. uh, I get that. from that. I get that. Uh, there at the I end. thought he looked like Varys under the helmet. He did know? a little bit. Like, Varys, yeah. you're back. Oh, He's you're not right. so good. Oh, no. He <laughs> almost was the creepier way. with the helmet on. I don't know. When Kyvern was like, blap. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking. And he just tosses him like a rag. Yeah. That was crazy. Right. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for uh, being a guest. Mark. Yep. Mark. Right, thanks. thanks. And uh, no, no, go to me. All right. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.